2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Mike DeNiro. Before we get into the show, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. Thank you for supporting the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Thank you for following along on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Thank you for following along on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Thank you for the downloads, the rates, the subscribing, the reviews. I appreciate all the love and support. From all over the world, from Germany, India, Ireland, the UK, Canada, Taiwan, the United States. Thank you so much. Without you guys, there is no us. So thank you for always riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. We have a super stacked show for you guys today. We're going to be talking about all the news and notes around the wrestling world. We got some congratulations in order. We also will be talking about last night's insanely stacked and newsworthy NXT which was such a newsworthy show, so we're going to get into all the news and notes from NXT from last night and all the results of the craziness that happened in the Capital Wrestling Center for NXT last night on the USA Network. But once again, before we get into the show, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast. Make sure you give us a five-star review. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. We appreciate all that support. So let's get into it. Let's get into today's episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Before I get into the news and notes of the show, today I want to give a big congratulations to Renee and John Moxley for the birth of their daughter. Very, very beautiful here. I uh, can't wait. To the birth of my child Which is on the way I am extremely excited for My child's birth So This is Really really nice Congratulations again Renee and John Uh Into some Sad news now Prayers go out to The TNA alumni Announcer My favorite TNA announcer Of all time Don West He has been diagnosed With brain lymphoma Lymphoma Excuse me Um Prayers to Don West. We're, we're talking about Don West a lot lately. We do the TNA, the Asylum years. We also do the Making an Impact on Thursdays where we talk about TNA a lot from their classic days. And that action is always more exciting with Don West on the commentary losing his mind. So I, I am a huge Don West fan. And I just want to say once again, all prayers go out to Don West. And I hope that he has a speedy recovery because the brain is nothing, it's no joke. You don't want nothing to do with the brain. You don't want to, it's just sad. You know, I I, I just want to give all my prayers, positive energy to Don West. In the news, we had Paul White. He, he was in the news because of a picture that was taken by Forbes. He's standing on the uh, AEW Dynamite entranceway, With a bunch of other wrestlers. And he's dressed to wrestle it seems. He's in this uh, singlet bodysuit looking thing. I don't think he's doing any commentary. On Dark Elevation in that bodysuit. So definitely. That's newsworthy. Because maybe we're coming up on a. Paul White in ring debut for AEW. My personal prediction. Will be that that will come this. Friday night. On AEW. I believe that it will be. Because Darby Allen is wrestling in the handicap match against Page and Scorpio Sky. He told Sting to stay home. So my prediction is that we're going to have Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page just... The odds are going to be too much for Darby Allen, And then, boom, here comes Paul White to make the save. I don't know if that even makes sense. But that's that's my prediction. We'll see what happens. But... Back to that article on Forbes. The article on Forbes was on the... It, it was called the New King of Wrestling or some shit like that. I, I mean, come on, bro. The fuck, I'm not reading Forbes. But anyway, the article was basically on Tony Khan and AEW's finances, right? The article noted that the company recently made an eight-figure investment into the video game side of the business, and that investment has kind of put the company in the red. So right now the company is in debt because of the video game department. But that also shows how dedicated that AEW is to these side projects like a video game, like action figures. And they they want to give quality quality products to their fans. They don't want to give half-assed, you know. I'm not trying to come at them raw, but <laughs> they're not trying to give us WWE 2K20, you know what I mean? We're not trying to get WWE Battlegrounds, you know what I mean? <laughs> All jokes aside, I'm so excited for WWE 2K22. That better be a much better game or I'm done with that series. But anyway, AEW's console game is going to be a eight-figure project. So I, I'm really excited to see what comes out of that. But definitely shows that they are willing to invest in their own company. Also, it noted that uh, TNC paid the company... million in 2020 for programming and that with the new programming coming in, which is uh, AEW Rampage starting in August. Tony Khan is expected to be profitable this year as Warner Media's deal is paying the company $175 million over four years. The current TV deal is believed to end in December 2023. So that's going to put the company back in the green having $175 million paid to you within four years for television rights and television uh, production, I think that that's going to be really good for AEW, and AEW will become profitable. Having a profitable company makes things so much more better. I mean, that's that's like saying water's wet, you know what I mean? Like, of course, you want to make money. You don't want to lose money. But having a company that's profitable doesn't make this a passion project. Having a company that's profitable shows that the company is going to have some longevity. Unless it's some massive, you know, comet hitting the earth style just downfall like WCW had where they were profitable in 97 and 98 and then come 99 the company's in shambles. I, I don't think that might happen here. I think that AEW is definitely, you know, here for the long run, I believe. But we are guaranteed television on TNT. Well, not TNT, they're turning to TBS. But we're guaranteed television on Turner Broadcasting until December 2023, which is practically 2024. So for all those people saying, oh, AEW's ratings are are sucking, they're, they're going to die, uh, their move to Friday, or their move to TBS is going to kill them, all these WWE cast dude, they're contracted to have television until 2023, so, they will have television until 2023, AEW's not dying, alright, so chill the fuck out, calm that shit down. So that's the news, not not much to talk about today, there was not much news, it's a slow news day, once again, prayers out to Don West, congratulations to Renee and John for their daughter's birth, uh, Paul White, maybe stepping in the ring, you know what I mean, see what he could do in the AEW ring, Let's see if the AEW crowd will accept him in the ring, and AEW is making large investments into their outside projects, and will be profitable, presumably profitable with the Warner Media deal having their television rights and getting paid 175 million over the course of 4 years. So that's the news for today. Most of this podcast is going to be surrounded by what was an incredible NXT coming off of a phenomenal NXT takeover this past Sunday. So when we come back, we're going to be talking all about NXT from last night. On USA. So we'll be right back with all that action. Stay tuned.
0: Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered.
2: Last night, NXT on the USA Network had a super stacked show with a lot of newsworthy stuff coming out of it. Lots of news and notes coming out of this episode of NXT. This NXT had a perfect mixture of storyline development along with lots of crazy in-ring action that we're going to get into today. NXT's coming off of what was it a phenomenal NXT takeover in your house this past Sunday with Karrion Cross. Standing on top of the mountain, he is still your NXT champion. He still holds the title. He defeated Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole in a fatal five way match at NXT TakeOver. The show also ended with William Regal saying that he lost control and there needs to be a change in NXT. So, we're going to see what that change is right away here on this episode of NXT. Before we get into that, episode of NXT make sure you follow along on Instagram at wrestling DeLorean pod and on TikTok at wrestling DeLorean pod for all our notes throughout the show we're constantly putting up shit during the show we're constantly putting our instant reactions during the show on our Instagram stories and on TikTok so make sure you tune into that if you want some of our instant reactions to what the show is and what's going on on the show but if you want our full overall review have come to the right place, so let's get into NXT from last night on USA. This episode of NXT was absolutely amazing, in my opinion. We start out with a video recap of all the crazy stuff that went down on NXT's takeover in your house this past Sunday. We see video highlights of all the crazy brawling, the chaos that took place backstage. Along with all the crazy in ring action that happened, we are then brought into the Capitol Wrestling Center and the fans are still there, which I'm very happy about. I'm glad that they still have fans for this episode of NXT. I was scared that they were going to go back to the screens until WWE started touring, but it's on record. NXT is the first product, WWE product, or WWE brand to have fans there on a weekly episode since the pandemic we uh we are seeing that NXT is the trend centers, and they are setting the trend. That's what a trend center is. I am very redundant today. They're setting the trend on that because Raw and Smackdown, yes, they had Wrestlemania with crowds. Yes, they had SummerSlam. they're going to have well, they're going to have SummerSlam with a crowd. But after having a a show like WrestleMania with such a large crowd there, I expected to see some fans inside of the Thunderdome. But no, they went right back to their screens. So, and the virtual fans, it, it's it's not working anymore. And it's good to feel like we're at the tail end of this pandemic. Seeing fans at NXT really made this product feel so much better. So, we are starting out strong with the big announcement by William Regal. He comes out to the ring. He has a tear in his eye. He gives a very emotional speech while he gets very emotional. He's crying and talking about his history in uh, NXT. Talks about the history of NXT. He said he's been here since day one. He's seen it grow from a developmental to traveling around the world. From going to Brooklyn, to Portland, to Phoenix, to Dallas. And then he said that it was emotional. When they went to his hometown in Blackpool, England, and he got to sit there with his daughter and enjoy the show. He said he had every role from a uh, commentator for the very first TakeOver. He's the GM. Him and Triple H basically started this from the ground up. And he's just very emotional. He's been a part of this for so long. And William Regal is, he had a career resurgence in NXT. He he had even some matches in NXT. I remember back in the day, the early days of NXT, he had a hell of a match against Ono. I remember before NXT was really a thing, he had a hell of a match against John Moxley. So, him and NXT, they 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 go hand in hand. A lot of people like to give a lot of the credit to Triple H for NXT, but NXT's a it's not just Triple H's baby. If you want to talk about the forefathers of NXT, you got to talk about William Regal. You got to talk about Dusty Rhodes. You got to talk about Matt Bloom. You got to talk about these guys who really helped shape what NXT is today. Before NXT was on the USA Network, before there was a WWE Network, I remember when NXT was just seen on Hulu. And it had this buzz around it. Like, this, this is something that William Regal was a part of. Since day one. So this was very very emotional. But he said that. It comes a time for him to. Step down he cannot give. To the fans 100% of himself anymore. This has just been too much chaos going on. This leads to Karrion Cross coming out. With Scarlett Bardot. They interrupt. They get into the ring. And Karrion Cross Is playing up the real heel. here. Heel here. He gets a lot of heat from the fans. He says that William Regal is pathetic. He said that, are you crying? You're absolutely pathetic. I warned you that I'm going to be ruling NXT with chaos. He said, I put a fist through Mount Rushmore of NXT this past Sunday on TakeOver when I destroyed all the little uh, the NXT darlings with destroying Cole, O'Reilly, Gargano, and Pete Dunne. And he said that he wants to hear William Regal say that Karrion Cross was right and he has to step down because of him. He says that he's in control now and he will control with chaos. This leads to a big return and a monster pop by the crowd of the Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe. All the speculation was correct. I've been talking about it the last couple Days here on the podcast that Samoa Joe is returning to NXT. He returns here, huge pop. Like I said, the crowd is chanting, "Joe's going to kill you." He gets in carry across his face. William Regal says that he wants to talk to Joe. That's why he invited him here today. He wants to ask Joe. He said, "I want to step down as the GM, and I want you to take my spot as the GM." Samoa Joe gets on the mic. He says that as much as he appreciates the offer. And as much as he respects William Regal, he has to decline. He says William Regal has casted too big of a shadow and William Regal's shoes are just too big to fill and he would not be able to do it. William Regal had scouting roles. He scouted all over the world to find the top talent in the world to bring to NXT that also included Samoa Joe and he said that he just can't do what William Regal did because William Regal was a lot more than just a GM for NXT. He was, he was a man who wore a whole lot of hats and brought a lot more to the product than just being an enforcer or a rulemaker for NXT. But what Samoa Joe says he could do, he said that he could stick around and he could watch William Regal's back and make sure that no one tries to run the asylum anymore. He says that he will bring law and order to NXT. William Regal says that he agrees on two conditions, that Joe will not be an interim competitor. And two, he agrees if Joe does not get physical with anybody until he is physically provoked to get physical with anybody this leads to Samoa Joe getting and carrying across his face and telling him to leave the ring, which he does. Big, big pop for Samoa Joe here. This was an awesome segment. I think that this segment right here really set up the future of NXT and what's to come in the next coming months. Uh, I do think eventually Samoa Joe does get an in-ring match against Karrion Cross, and an in-ring return here because... I, they, they, they went out of their way to say that, oh, he won't be in the ring anymore. And the crowd went absolutely nuts booing. They wanted to see Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross, But I, I think that when Samoa Joe does get cleared, because Samoa Joe never announced retirement, when Samoa Joe does get cleared, he will step back into the ring. If he's ever cleared by the WWE uh, doctors, God willing he is because Samoa Joe is such an amazing in-ring talent. We are then seen backstage instantly. We go backstage and there's a pull apart between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. They're going at each other. Security's getting between them. They're pulling them apart. And William Regal and Samoa Joe are right there. William Regal sells them to break it up and says that next week they will be picking each other's opponents. And also said that the Great American Bash, it will be Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole in an unsanctioned street fight. Which they both agreed to but then the brawl continues and Adam Cole does the slightest little push to Samoa Joe to get to Kyle O'Reilly and that's being provoked. Samoa Joe goes behind Adam Cole and puts him in the coquina clutch and chokes him out and says to security when he wakes up he wants Adam Cole's decision whether he's going to accept the challenge for Kyle O'Reilly in an unsanctioned street fight. This was another very very cool segment. We then get our very first match of the night. It is Kashida versus All Heart Trey Baxter. Trey Baxter is an indie wrestler with a lot of hype behind him. He just got signed to the WWE. He, In my opinion, he looks like a skinny uh, Buddy Murphy. But he's really good and he has a lot of talent. And this was a very good, fast-paced, competitive matchup. It went through uh, two commercial breaks, had some time. I, I really enjoyed it. Kyle O'Reilly was out on the crowd. He was watching the matchup. He then... Well, after the matchup, Kushida picks up the victory. He shows respects to Baxter. Kyle O'Reilly comes to the ring. He says that next week he wants to challenge him for a wrestling match because he wants to fight the best, and Kushida is the best. So, we're getting Kyle O'Reilly versus Kushida next week. That should be really, really awesome. The one thing on this show of NXT, it it really had a perfect mix of storyline development and in-ring action. It wasn't a sprint where it's like match, 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 match. It was... A lot of in ring segments, and we will get into the next in ring segment when we come back from this commercial break. We're going to talk about the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, coordinating LA night as the new million dollar champion. We'll be right back. Stay tuned.
0: Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into the second half here of NXT. Teddy DiBiase is out in the ring. He f- says that he finally found someone that could carry on the legacy of the million dollar championship. And then he shows a video package of L.A. Knight's lifestyle. L.A. Knight is then seen arriving to the ring in style with his beautiful sports car. And he's dressed to the nine. He got a red leather coat on. He's dressed like a like a champion. He's dressed like a star. You know, L.A. Knight comes to the ring. He thanks Teddy DiBiase. He says that if he could be serious for a moment, and he didn't say it like uh like our boy Lance Storm, but he says if he could be serious, he wants to just say that growing up, he was a huge Teddy DiBiase fan. He said all like everything aside, I wanna just say how much I appreciate this moment, and this moment is the greatest moment of my life. He said that growing up watching wrestling with his dad, Ted DiBiase was always on the TV screen. When he would do backyard wrestling with his friends, he, he was always the Ted DiBiase. He just really appreciates Ted DiBiase being here. And this moment means the world to him. The crowd's booing. They they, pers- they are suspecting a a swerve here, but we didn't get it right away because he's saying that, hey... No, I'm just going to ignore the crowd right now because this moment is a childhood moment for me. I, I just am so appreciative of you. Thank you so much. And Ted DiBiase is like, you earned a kid. You earned it. And then he presents him with the million-dollar championship. They then do the, uh, the million-dollar lap together. You know, the ha. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Sorry. Can't do it. Can't do it. We got some pyro. And it looks like that's how the segment's going to end. But this is L.A. Knight we're talking about. You know what I mean? And right now, Ted DiBiase, for believing L.A. Knight, and all the fans that believe that L.A. Knight was being genuine to Ted DiBiase, I have something to say to you. Dummy, yeah. (sighs) Boom. L.A. Knight turns around and rocks Ted DiBiase. Takes him out. He then puts the boots to Ted DiBiase, and he's just beating down Ted, and he's just going to town on Ted DiBiase. This leads to the crowd. They're chanting for Cameron Grimes. They're building it up. They're crowd- they're chanting louder, Cameron Grimes, Cameron Grimes. We want Grimes. We want Grimes. And then eventually, Cameron Grimes comes running out. He makes the save. L.A. Knight, he bails, and we got, what's it called? Cameron Grimes in the ring with Ted DiBiase. I just got to say, like, Cameron Grimes went from someone who got very little reaction to a heel reaction to now he's getting a huge baby face pop. And I just got to say that his, his character development has been amazing on this show. And I really like this whole new persona and gimmick that he has about being like this country redneck millionaire. And it's really cool to see how much of a turnaround we got here with, Ted, with uh, Cameron Grimes. Does this lead to Ted DiBiase being Cameron Grimes' manager? We'll see, but all I know is is this storyline between LA Knight and Cameron Grimes will continue, but Cameron Grimes is definitely a bona fide babyface, and we really solidified that LA Knight is a top-heel piece of shit, and Cameron Grimes is the white meat babyface. really, really interesting how that turned around. We then get a promo by Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. They said that they're coming for the they want more gold. Raquel says that she wants another title belt on her other shoulder and that Dakota Kai wants the title. So they want the tag team champions. They have a match here. It is Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro. Uh Cat and Zero. I always get that name wrong. I am so sorry for butchering it. No disrespect. But Casey Catanzaro, I believe it is teamed up with Caden Carter. This was a really good match. Surprisingly, it got a lot of time. It went through a commercial break. Altogether, I believe it got like 10, 11 minutes, and it was fun, a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed it. Dakota Kai is such a good wrestler. I think she's so underrated, and Raquel Gonzalez is really growing on me as a champion. Caden Carter, I haven't seen for a while, but she always struck me as someone that could be taken to the next level if given the right gimmick. She has the talent. This was a really, really good matchup. In the end, though, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez retain. They are, well, no, they didn't retain anything. They won the match. They won the match. I forgot to mention, before this match, you had William Regal and Samoa Joe holding back Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon trying to get at Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez before Kai and Gonzalez came out to the ring. So that's going to be the continued story here. We then get an interview with William Regal and Samoa Joe backstage. But the way interferes, you had Johnny Gargano coming in with Austin Theory. Johnny Gargano's like, this is so awesome. Samoa Joe, yeah, it's so awesome. Uh, Austin Theory, very funny here, was still playing off of the uh, Diesel thing. And Johnny Gargano was like, stop that. That was only for one night. (laughs) Really funny stuff here. Samoa Joe tells them both to leave. When they leave, next person that came in and interfered was Pete Dunne, and he just had a uh, stare down with Samoa Joe. And I gotta say, I never knew that I wanted a bruiserweight Pete Dunne matchup with Samoa Joe, and so right now, that match would be absolutely phenomenal if Samoa Joe is ever cleared to wrestle. But that stare down, I think, led to a lot of people speculating that eventually Samoa Joe will be allowed to wrestle, and we will eventually see Samoa Joe in the ring here in NXT But that Stare Down with Pete Dunne gave me fantasy booking ideas like crazy. But yeah, really, really cool segment also. So far, there hasn't been one bad segment. We then get our main event, a Tornado Tag Team matchup between Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa versus the Grizzle Young Vets, Zach Gibson and James Drake. And this was absolute chaos. This was absolute mayhem. And this was just nonstop action for about 15 minutes This was a great, great match. This was the uh, rubber match and the final battle between these two teams. And it's a shame that they're probably going to separate these two teams for a while because I could see more matches between them, and I want more matches between them because they have so much great chemistry between each other. All four men worked hard. All four men had just a great match. This was match of the night for sure. Not much wrestling on this show, but more storyline development for the show. But definitely this was match of the night. This could have fit right in with TakeOver if they had time to add in one more match. Uh, Even Tommaso Ciampa, after the match, screamed out that this is my TakeOver. If you watch one match this week so far, go out of your way to see this matchup between the Vets and Ciampa and uh, Thatcher. Really good match. Like I said, a lot of just chaos, hard-hitting action, a lot of strong style stuff. A lot of this stuff could have fit right in in into Tokyo Dome, if you know what I mean. Just a lot of... Strong style, hard strikes, stiff strikes. Both teams worked very, very snug. Uh, There was a spot where Tommaso Ciampa did the air raid crash onto Zach Gibson, onto the announce table, and the announce table didn't break, and it looked like they both broke. Really, really insane spot there. In the end, we had Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa pick up the victory. This was an absolute phenomenal matchup. Vic Joseph on commentary says that, is this the future of the tag team division? Uh, I think that if MSK goes against Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa, I like MSK, but in my opinion, if MSK defends their titles against Ciampa and Thatcher, they will absolutely get destroyed, and MSK will be losing those titles to Thatcher and Ciampa. I think that the build of this team becoming a tag team has been really good, starting out with Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher, starting out as rivals and feuding against each other and becoming... uh, Tag team here and really dominating the tag team division. But I want to see MSK versus Thatcher and Ciampa. Maybe you give Thatcher and Ciampa one more feud before you put them in that tag team title shot. Maybe you do Timothy Thatcher and Ciampa versus Legato de Fantasma. Maybe you do them against Imperium. But all I know is I maybe want to see one or two more matches with other teams before you throw them in there against MSK. But I do believe that they're probably going to throw MSK versus Maso Champa and Thatcher probably soon, I'm guessing, as soon as the Great American Bash. But we'll see. Really good match, though. I'm giving that matchup a a 4.5 out of 5 stars. Really good matchup. Before the show ends, we see Samoa Joe and William Regal exiting the venue. Regal says that things are definitely going to be different around here, and Samoa Joe says one night of many so, this is going to be going out for a while. This NXT was absolutely amazing. This has been the best WWE product for the longest of time. And I keep saying it, but WWE Raw, WWE SmackDown, WWE anything, WWE pay-per-view, WWE WrestleMania, it's not touching NXT. And I'm not being a hater. But right now, NXT is just on another level and They're just firing on all cylinders. They're just doing way too well. And I am such a fan of the product. So. That was NXT. I give it a 4 out of 5 stars. An excellent, excellent show. I loved it. Can't wait for next week's NXT. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. For the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Thursday episode. Where we will be running down. that Tomorrow night's Impact Wrestling on Access TV. We'll be talking about. SmackDown and AEW on Friday. We'll have all the news and notes, and we'll be strapping in our car seat in the wrestling DeLorean and going back in time to 2006, making an impact. We'll be talking about TNA impact from 2006 on Spike TV leading into the Against All Odds pay-per-view. So make sure you tune in for that. Like I said, download this podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Subscribe to the channel. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod on Instagram and on TikTok. Shouts to the WWE podcast for giving the Wrestling DeLorean podcast a shout out on their episode last night. We appreciate all the support. Thank you for all the support from other pages on Instagram and on TikTok following us and always uh, liking our stuff and putting our stuff up on their stories and really showing it. Um, I will be bringing back the Mike De Niro. Wrestling, rapping recaps coming this Friday. I know a lot of people wanting that to come back, so I'll be bringing that back Friday. So make sure you tune in on Instagram for that. So yeah, have a great day. Stay strong, stay positive, stay safe. Peace out, one love.